back. Some nerds have a podcast. I'm Nick. I'm Elise. And I'm Alex. We actually did an intro that time. Look In the us. right order, too. Yeah. Getting better. Back at it. Finally Almost. getting it right by episode 97. <laughs> yeah, by, by episode 100, we might actually have some content. Aww. Uh, <laughs> well, we have content this week, right? Like, we do have stuff that we oh, both... Oh, God, do. yeah, because somebody Dude. made us watch... <laughs> fucking bright the God. samurai sword or whatever the fuck I, it's called i apologize <laughs> that i saw the ad for that and shared it i feel <laughs> yeah this is your fault I, it is my fault. your fucking take, fault because alex clearly doesn't have self-control so now <laughs> all of us had to suffer okay because of your decisions you're the oldest all yeah, right. the oldest, that's true. <laughs> the most She's still responsible in her 20s. One. That's basically a child by 2021 yeah. standards. Okay. She can't be held responsible for her actions, but you, you're 34, which is a real fucking adult. <laughs> like oh. Ben Platt, who tried to play Dear Evan oh, Hansen, God. which we'll talk about. We'll, we'll circle back around to that. <laughs> uh, but I guess... I feel like I'd have more to talk about with that than with Bright, honestly. Like, I don't really uh, have anything to say about it. It was just like... All right, so let's let's back up here. Let's back up here, because yeah. we... And we skipped our whole like news recap, and we're really just did, jumping. Did anything even the happen this these uh, last two weeks? The New York Times published an article about the Virginia governor race mm. and how it's oh, yeah. so close. Let's not talk. Oh about yeah, close. it's so close. That's, Maybe that's, it wouldn't have been close if they had not just backed Terry McAuliffe again, that who nobody likes. Yeah. Apparently, a lot of people I was reading on Lee Carter's Twitter are like, um. There's, like a lot of mailers and a lot of calls are now just straight up coming from like New York and California. Oh, they and can't get any Virginians to support the guy. Yeah, right? And it's just like, <laughs> no, you don't understand. Like we've already had him. He already sucked. Like our version of the onion has like, have you read the Piedmont? Yeah. I've so we have Piedmont. to explain to like, for the, anybody who doesn't live in Virginia or doesn't know, Virginia is so fucking pretentious that we have our own version of the onion that is just for state issues. I feel like there's a lot of places that have that though. Probably. Yeah. But like, and it's called, it's called the Piedmont spelled P E D. Mm -hmm. Um, and like, I love their characterization of Terry McAuliffe because it's just that he's a drunken frat boy. And in my (laughs) head, I kind of forget that that's the caricature. And that's just what I assume that he actually is. (laughs) <laughs> and so it's like we have this drunken frat boy who's trying to like go against Trump 2.0. Mm-hmm. He's Glenn Youngkin. Young Trump. Young Trump because he's like 55 <laughs> instead of 79 and a foot in the grave. So like anyway. And so now like we have all of these people from like New York and California. And like I got a call from DC the other day. So this is what I. Oh, God. I don't think I talked about this on the podcast before. No, because it, it, it didn't happen before. Okay. So I got, like, one of those calls that you get, uh, like, well, like, who are you voting for in this here election that we're having? And, like, I literally told the, this poor pollster, like, on the other end of the phone, who's just trying to get through their, like, phone bank. And I've been that person before mm-hmm. where, like, you sit at the phone bank and you're just you're just trying to get through these fucking numbers. Like you're just sitting there, like you're just you have a script, you gotta say it. And he and he was just like, so uh 
who are you supporting? Can we count? And I was like, I'm voting for Terry, but I'm not happy about it. All right. I'm a grown up and I'm going to do what I need to do. But like, he's on thin ice. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, I should not have said that out loud. (laughs) Anyway, apparently there's a third person running. Princess Blanding. Yep. Uh, She seems great. She does seem great. I, yeah. I'd might... be great to vote for her. Yeah. It would be nice it to be able be nice. to vote for someone who wasn't a Democrat. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. But, you know. One day. <laughs> anyway, that's uh, that's the state of Virginia politics. But also, like, California and New York. Get the fuck out of here. Get the yeah. fuck out of our, our state's, like, You're election. pretentious enough. You don't got to get in here and get up on our shit. Wait, yeah. like, this is- Thing. That's yeah. the thing is like, you know, you say you're from Virginia and like anybody else, like Virginia is a weird state because when you tell people you're from Virginia, every state is a weird state, but also yeah, that's, that's fair. That is fair. But like, okay. So here's the deal with Virginia though. It's like, mm-hmm. have you told anybody from like, if you tell a coastal elite, I hate mm-hmm. that phrase, <laughs> but if you were to tell a coastal elite from, let's say California or New York, and you're like, oh yeah, I'm from Virginia. They're going to treat you like you're a country bumpkin that doesn't know (laughs) anything because they are from the South, right? Mm -hmm. But if you go to somebody who's like from Alabama or Mm -hmm. like Georgia, who's from the South, they're like, oh, you're from Virginia? What, you think you're better than me? And the answer is yes. (laughs) (laughs) Just so we're clear. But (laughs) the fact that it's like, well, like... That's just how you get treated. Yeah. It's like, it's like I tell the story. It's like I went down to Georgia and um and like I was visiting my mom who lived there at the time and like we were told oh we were telling people oh yeah I'm visiting from Virginia and I'm like ah you're from the north. And I'm like <laughs> <laughs> And then you go to New York and they're like oh yeah I'm from Virginia and they're like oh you know how to read and it's like shut the fuck up. Like, just shut the fuck up. Goddamn Yankees from Virginia. Right? Right? Like, we can't. Definitely the middle child of the country. Right? And then, like, fucking Maryland's here, like, yeah, you know what it's like? And it's, like, not like you, Maryland. But definitely not like you. Yeah, we are not the same. (laughs) Right? Um, And people are like, Virginia's not the South. And it's like, well... Like, to be fair, these people also considered North Carolina the North. Yeah. <laughs> it has North in the name. That's hilarious. So. <laughs> That's my favorite, is when, when fucking, like, North Carolinians are considered Yankees. Uh-huh. That's that's terrifying. That's a scary thought. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, if you're so from California Vir- or New York, get the fuck out of our elections. We don't need you. That's <laughs> so your your fortnightly dose of Virginia nationalism. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to start our own country. Look, oh, wait, that happened. That look, went down really poorly. I was about to say, that, like, it, it was that way before. Do that again. <laughs> Way to go. Take it all the way back to the Virginia company days. Yeah. Oh, dear. From coast to coast. From Georgia to New York, Florida, yeah, (laughs) and we're all Virginia now. (laughs) The the three states: Virginia, Florida, and New England. (laughs) (laughs) 
God. So, Ohio, congratulations. You're in Virginia now. Dude, and you, you can have Florida back. Please take like, it. If you were living in Florida, if you were living in Ohio and mm-hmm. suddenly you woke up and it was Virginia, like <laughs> that would be Your an life upgrade. Has probably improved since you're that, no longer living oh. in Ohio. <laughs> that that would probably be the only state that would actually like you could you could like 100% say no, you've gotten an upgrade. <laughs> no, Oklahoma. Because that also, because the way that, like, the Virginia, so if you look at a, a map of Virginia from, like, the mm-hmm. 18th century, you know how it just, like, goes on forever? Yeah. And it's, like, just goes on. And it's, like, it does, like, also include, like, all of the flyover states, like Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Iowa and all that shit. And it's just, like, yeah, that's also. See, I, see here's the thing. Us trying, now. see, Virginia trying to, like, annex Ohio. And then, like, West Virginia is, like, still in the way. So you have, like, East Virginia and then, like, North Virginia that are both the same state. But then there's West Virginia between the two. Fucking West Virginia is like, no, we're not going back to y'all. No. It's like, you know what? Fair enough. Fair enough. West Westerner Virginia. Westerner. <laughs> More West Virginia. <laughs> the most West Virginia. Would be California. Be California. Yes. Yes. Oh yeah. God, when we take back California. Yeah, that's right. Like so very Californians who are trying to like mess with Virginia elections know that your see, state no, used to be a part of us. Let's see, here's the thing we'll take though. You if by our own like weird pseudo-nationalist Virginian logic, then all these Vir- all these Californians and New Yorkers calling us <laughs> are Virginians. So they have perfectly every right to be interfering with our elections. <laughs> They are, but they've lost their way. <laughs> we must, we must show them the path. Uh, six years from now, we're all just like. And in other news, the reactionary, the the reactionary political party, the Virginia for Our Nation party, <laughs> as run by Alex, Nick, and Elise from Some Nerds Have a Podcast. <laughs> yeah. It's one has taken over a new state. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Hipsters out in California, get get ready to throw away your like fish tacos topped with like avocado and prepare for ham biscuits because uh, they're coming. You can have your fish tacos, but they're no longer grilled. <laughs> they are deep fried as God intended. No, no, no. They can keep the tacos, but they have to be oyster tacos. I do like a good oyster taco. Yeah. Anyway, I am anyway. as a person who just had gefilte fish for dinner. I'm looking at you weird. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is there something wrong with shellfish? <laughs> Oyster is not shellfish. Oyster is 100%. <laughs> Listen, if you fry it, is it really anything yeah. anymore? No, yeah. so you got to fry it so that it reminds you of the eight nights, and then it's <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, see, yeah, we're honoring it. tradition with our fried oyster. You coated it in enough oil, and anything's kosher. Like <laughs> that's how that works, right? God, uh, so, how many so, people have we offended so far? Ah, uh, everybody. So, um, <laughs> so speaking of, so like I said, I just had gefilte fish because uh, we actually found gluten free f- gefilte fish. That's impressive. It is, and I had some for the first time in like twelve years, and it Damn. was delicious. Yeah, uh, and everyone I've offered it to has declined. Some more politely than others. Uh, <laughs> Aw, I've never had it. What I don't, I'm not even really sure that I know exactly what makes gefilte fish gefilte fish. So gefilte fish is a uh, white fish mm-hmm. uh, of different types of white fish, usually like cod and pollock and like. Uh, 
what's it called? Whitefish pike. Um, and basically you kind of debone them and then like grind them up into a pate. Mm -hmm. And then it's like seasoned, uh, depending on if you're, uh, uh, one of those filthy Galiciers, in which case it's very sweet, or when if you're the noble Litvax, in which it's rather salty. Um, <laughs> and uh, then it is suspended in like jelly uh, and preserved, and it's eaten cold. Although some people eat it hot, apparently, and I don't understand that, but it's usually eaten cold, oftentimes with horseradish. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, I'll take any uh, excuse for consuming horseradish. Mm -hmm. Just like. Give me, give me a new horseradish delivery device, and the I problem, will try it out. So. The problem is, it's a very acquired taste. So, like people that grew up eating it, like love it. But most people that like have had their first gefilte fish as adults are like, ooh. Mm. Mm. But because, um, like, you look at it, and if you look at the damn thing, it looks like I don't know, like a little gray poop suspended in like jelly. Um, I know it's really appetizing to listen about. But anyway, uh, so I had some of that. Uh, for the first time in 12 months, 12 years. And that's news, apparently. Congratulations. Here's your news from Alex. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's wonderful news. Congratulations. 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 Uh, but, Bright. Oh, God. Uh, we gotta talk about it. We all so watched it. So here's here's my review for Bright. Wait, we gotta get. We have to no. We have to do the thing where we explain what it is no, and why no, we're talking no. about we, it. We've done an yeah. entire episode. No, let's do that. We no. we can do that. Here's here's my. It was that was like one of our first episodes. Here's... That was episode seven. No, this is episode ninety-seven. I can, I can review it's this like entire poetry thing. It rhymes. I can review this entire thing in a single sentence. This movie was eighty minutes long, and it took us two days to watch it. <laughs> yeah like we so got, wait did you s we got 20 minutes to the end and, and i like, was like we i don't need to go finish. to sleep like we need to stop watching this <laughs> like, oh god like we need to go away from this for a while and we will finish I, it later. and we got home from work today and i was just like i had to watch that i had like a shitty day at work and i was just like oh we had to watch we had to finish that stupid great movie <laughs> and, I was just like, and nick was like yeah he had to like bribe me with candy like come <laughs> oh, on elise you can have like a, a Reese's pumpkin if you just watch five more minutes. And I was like, all right. <laughs> see, it was awful. See, the but. thing about the original Bright is that it was bad, but it was bad in a way where we could like spend hours. And we did go back and mm -hmm. listen to the episode. Yeah. We could spend hours talking about exactly how bad it was. Uh-huh. So this was bad in a way where I don't remember what happened <laughs> well then allow me to remind you because okay. i can talk about this for a while okay <laughs> so do we need to recap what bright is yeah let's so briefly recap of bright if you would like to take it away Elise. sure okay so if you go back way back to the beginning of our podcast episode seven which i believe was entitled you're not the hero will smith mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um it sticks out to me because one of my coworkers actually listened to my episode that episode and he was like it was really good um, but anyway, you're not the hero, Will Smith. If you go back to episode seven, we talk about this movie called Bright, um, which Netflix had been really, really pushing, um, was trying to basically kind of cement themselves as like streaming. Cause this was back a couple of years ago before the pandemic. And so it was kind of streaming was still like, is this going to be the thing that overtakes, um, 
that overtakes the film industry. And so... And the answer was yes, but not because of Bright. Yeah, not, not, not because for the of reasons Bright. they thought. <laughs> and so Bright is set in a universe in which like elves and orcs and magic exist. It is very similar to our universe. And it is a buddy cop film uh, that takes place on the mean streets of L.A. with Will Smith being the human partner to L.A.'s first orc cop on the force. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is about their kind of escapades through LA uncovering these things called brights, which are people that are endowed with certain magical abilities that can wield wands, wands being very rare in this universe, but still existing. Um, It was trying to do some commentary, I think about race. In a very Um, weird and ham-fisted way. Yeah, Yeah. it didn't really hold up in any sort of actual... Because the problem with the Bright Universe is it doesn't make sense. No. (laughs) So, yes. So the Bright Universe doesn't make sense. Uh, It's not a great movie. Go back and listen to our episode of the podcast. And then decide if you want to go see it or not. Uh, But it's free and it's on Netflix. One of the big claims that Netflix was trying to make was that, like... Um, you know, if everybody who had watched it had also paid a ticket for it, it would have been like the biggest grossing movie of, I think, 2017 was when it came out. Yeah, I think that's um, right. It would have been like, oh, it would have been the biggest, but like also. Would you have spent not- money to go see Bright? No. No. <laughs> well, I don't know. Based on the trailer, I might have. Okay. Based on the trailer, I might have, because I remember it was like an aesthetic that isn't really done often in urban movies. Um, Not like urban movies, but like modern day setting kind of movies. Mm. Um, That kind of like magical realism, fantasy, modern thing. Yeah. Yeah, Modern fantasy isn't something, isn't really something that's done in like live action movies for one. And two, if it is done, it's like all the magic is a secret and we can't like the big plot is like, don't let the, the normies find out about the magic. Yeah. Um, which like, you know, like Harry Potter and shit, right. Where it's like, don't let the normies find out. Um, so I sort of like the idea that it was like, yeah, there's like orcs on the police force. And like, there's a whole neighborhood of like, you know, there's yeah. like the real, ho- the real elf housewives, elven housewives of like <laughs> Beverly Hills or whatever. And I'm like, I really like that. Like, I like yeah. it. The world like, as like, a concept is very it's- interesting. It's kind of like like if it had been in the way that Shadowrun does it, where it's like all of a sudden human history is the same up to a certain point, and then all yeah. of a sudden yeah. there are orcs and elves and shit. Like that's one thing. But the way Bright tries to do it is that there have been orcs and elves throughout all of history. Yeah. Right. And it's still no turned sense. out in the same way that it is today. Yeah. For yeah. some inexplicable reason. Which which is and we'll why, get to that. Which is why you don't see stories like this in movies very often, because like you need a lot of world building to get that to work yeah um and Brent's solution was to not yeah yeah (laughs) and like so your your solutions like if you're to actually do it are to either Mm -hmm. well it's been a secret this whole time like you go like the hellboy route right where like Uh magic has always been a real thing but like we've kept it a secret and magic was always a factor in history as it's played out right like Mm -hmm. that that kind of that works mm-hmm. or you go the route of it, like shadow run. It's just happened mm-hmm. recently. 
And like, this is what's like, this like is what's 50 happening years now. ago. The portal opens all of yeah, these people. Yeah. And now like 50 years later, how are we dealing with it? And that? then there's the third option of just having it not be like in our world, but still yeah. having like modern yeah. technology. Right. Yeah. Like setting it, um, setting it in a clearly a different world. Like the 21st century history. version of middle earth. Yeah. 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 Or, or like, or like what, um, it's not exactly the same thing, but like what avatar did. Yeah. Where it's right. like, like it looks like our history, but it's yeah. clearly not. Like this is right. like, uh, like Avatar is supposed to be like analogous kind of to the 1850s with like the explosion and train travel, and then mm-hmm. like obviously Korra is supposed to be a 1920s, mm-hmm. like a roaring 20s kind of world, but it's obviously not our world. But it's just like very influenced by that. So yeah. those are kind of like. Yeah, like those are those are the solutions to that to those making that solutions. an interesting thing. No, Bright well, does none no, of them. No, no. Yeah. and Bright does none of them. So and, that is so that is Bright. So recently, for some reason, because we live in the worst timeline, this movie came out called Bright Soul of Samurai Samurai, Sa- Samurai Soul, Soul I Samurai think. Soul. Yeah, Samurai Soul, which is an anime. You based- are using that word very loosely. <laughs> Netflix used to, I, okay. I'm aware Netflix that Netflix used, used that word very loosely, just like they qualified Bright as a movie. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Bright was a movie. It was not a good movie. It was a it capital was a B, capital M bad movie. Yeah. Uh, um, anyway, continue. Sorry. So, so now, because we live in the worst timeline, uh, we have all been cursed with Bright Samurai Soul. And apparently a Bright 2, which is scheduled for release next year. Jesus! Fucking! No! Oh! All right. No! Why? So no! Here's... God! I'm flipping a table! <laughs> I'm done! This podcast is over! We are done! So, we are done so with the podcast! Samurai Soul no takes place... No anybody ever! <laughs> takes place... Fucking Behind in... the Bastards, you're cancelled! <laughs> <laughs> Last podcast on the left, you're cancelled! Why won't you debut at the cold buyer canceled? We're just done. No more podcasts. <laughs> Society is canceled. Society's progressed beyond the need for podcasts. I, I will say, I will say. I'm sorry. I know people are trying. I just, I literally had a very, very visceral let's, reaction. Let's look on the bright side of this, Elise. Let's Get look out at, of here. Let's no, look at the bright you side. You made a joke. No. You made a pun. No. Oh, <laughs> I didn't mean to. I'm sorry. Let's look at the silver lining, okay? Let's look at the silver linings playbook. Um, bright 2 will look better by comparison now that we have seen Samurai Soul. Okay, so Wait, Samurai why Soul. Why did they make Bright into a fucking cinematic universe? Okay. This shit isn't Marvel. Okay, so Bright Samurai this. Soul. Bright Samurai Soul. The reason we're saying anime loosely and the reason why we're complaining about how it looks. <laughs> this looks movie like This shit. movie looks like someone half rotoscoped something and then like forgot to finish it. Yeah. Yeah, it's like um, they, looks that's like they, those are the exact words that I said yeah. last night when we watched this. Just <laughs> looks so like you know. they like they like forgot to add the shit. Like I I spent <laughs> most of it I spent more time trying to understand how it looked like dog shit because it didn't just look like dog shit uh-huh. like it looked like dog shit in the most baffling way like mm-hmm. i couldn't i can't figure out how to describe what it looks like it it looks like it looks like um god it looks like early th- like 
I'd say like mid to early two thousands three D cutscene. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was a part where I was like, "That looks like it came out of Final Fantasy VII, <laughs> like the original, not the remake." Yeah. Um. Okay, so so it's set during Japan's Meiji Restoration. You know the the. Which the is the only time period that Japan has ever experienced. Listen, the doctor is the doctor is going to always go back to the London Blitz. Mm-hmm. Every historical romance has to be set in the late 18th, early 19th centuries. Mm-hmm. And every fucking Japanese historical film has got to be in the goddamn Meiji Restoration, okay? Mm-hmm. The only time period. Well, it's because Kurosawa took all of the Sengoku films. And That's everyone true. just, like, doesn't want to rip off uh, Kurosawa. So now, yeah. so now we're just going to rip off of... Uh, uh, Roni Kenshin, who has a yeah. much more problematic history. So, so there's elves in the, the bright world. Yep. Oh my god. Okay. So, so bright, bright lore. Apparently, the elves are from Hokkaido. Like that's just where they're from, maybe. Or some there. That's just where some of them live. I was yes. very confused by this because, like, mm-hmm. one of the big things from the original Bright. Is that, oh yeah, like the elves are like aristocracy and they always have been because they're fucking elves. Like, mm-hmm. that, that makes sense. But apparently, not the case in Japan nope. for some reason that's never really explained. Mm-hmm. Like, elves it seems, are kind of, yeah, treated as, as shit. It seems like orcs and goblins are like more of regular members of Japanese society, which seems extremely racist to me for reasons that I can't fully articulate. Well, but also like there's there's the scene where like they're holding their nose with the orc and they're just That's like, true. ah, That's a smelly orc. I don't want you and in my like inn. Scottish but- dwarves, even though they live in Japan. Also, this movie, maybe do we want to do like a big analysis and then we'll do small potatoes later? Yeah, that's probably for the okay, best. Okay, let's so. do let's do the big. Give us, Alex, go ahead and give us a rundown of the plot. Okay. Of bright, and if you want, we're not doing a fucking spoiler warning. Okay, yeah. you <laughs> don't want to be spoiled for goddamn bright samurai soul. I don't know what the fuck you're doing listening to this podcast. Okay, mm-hmm. like just consider this your dressing down. Okay. All right. Nobody, no, we're not doing no. fucking spoiler warning. For a movie that was released on Netflix that nobody asked for, all right. So, so but thank you for you giving go. us spoiler thank warning. You, thank you for giving us or not spoiler warning. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the scene opens like the movie opens at like a coup attempt or re- like a civil war is happening during the Meiji Restoration, uh, and there's like a battle going on. And it's really poorly animated, uh, and then all of a sudden an elf says the magic word from the bright film Vicarus and the light lights up and everyone like stares. How did you remember what the magic word was? I don't (laughs) because they said it in this film, like a bunch. I know, Uh, but like I didn't remember it was from the first one. Uh huh. Um, it's because I watched the Lindsay Ellis video on it. Uh, oh, anyway. okay. Um, in preparation for this or no, just in general. Um, uh, but so she, she says this line, the light lights up. Everyone like stares at the light in awe, and the fighting stops for some reason. Um, and then we cut to like five. I think it's five years later. Uh, yeah. And one of the soldiers that was fighting during the Civil War is working as a guard at a brothel, uh, and or a bathhouse, or however you want to describe it. And uh, they get for some reason like they're just in the habit of buying elf children. Like, I'm not sure what this child is going to be doing in this brothel, but they have purchased an elf child. And she is very um, 
lively and very uh, not wanting to be there, which mood, understandable. Mm -hmm. So my understanding, I'm sorry if you're going to get into this in a minute. Go ahead. My understanding was that she was going to be trained Mm -hmm. to take over for the head courtesan. Well, that was going to, that's eventually what ends up happening because basically they just stick her in like the cellar. And then the uh, the courtesan, the high courtesan, heal- hears about the fact that there's an elf girl, and she's like, "Ah, I like I like sprightly girls. Bring her to me, and she's gonna be like my personal assistant." And so like, yeah. she kind of like tries to take her under her wing, uh, I guess, try to to teach her a little bit about elves because secrets. This high this uh, high courtesan is an elf and has been keeping it secret from everyone, um, and basically. Uh, a bunch of gangsters attack led by this man in like samurai garb, but he order has a bunch of orcs and like el and dwarves and people uh, fighting for him. And they attack this bathhouse. They burn it down. They are trying to find the child um, for reasons, for reasons, which are not yet explained. Um, and so the bodyguard, um, what the fuck is his name? I, I, I can't remember the name Izo? of Izo. Izo, yeah, uh, Izo um, starts Nobody fighting them names, off. Nobody has names. Okay, it's the human, <laughs> the orc, and the elf child. No, they have names because it, it it comes into something later that I'll get into. It's like um, half of the dialogue. Also, it's yes. just them screaming each other's ah! names. So Izo uh, starts fighting off the invaders, and one of the orcs that's attacking is named Ronan uh, Raiden. And uh, he basically is ordered to try to track down the girl because he, quote, has good scent. Um, he does so. They fight. That fight ends in a draw. He goes up to try to find the girl. Uh, and the elf lady, um, the high courtesan, uses magic and a wand that she's had hidden to try to save the girl. And successfully does so at the cost of her own life. Um, she also, like, doesn't have any memories of anything. Like, she's just an amnesiac from back during the Meiji Restoration. And you could see this kind of coming from a mile away that she was, like, involved in that bright light in the, the Restoration. But spoilers for later in the film. Uh, so through contrivances, both um, Ronan and Izu, uh, Raiden and Izu, start working together, basically, to protect this child. And she has a request because the high courtesan told her that apparently the elf homeland is in a place called Hakodate, which is just like the largest city in Hokkaido. Um, so it's like, are the elves a stand in for like, um, uh, for like uh, the um, Ainu people? Cause like the Ainu like were originally like the indigenous people of Japan. And then they like were forced to live up in Hokkaido. And that's like where most Ainu people are today. Like, is that the analogy nice. they're going for? I'm maybe overthinking that. Um, I mean, it's fucking great. Okay. So like, <laughs> it's entirely possible that that is exactly what they're going for. Yeah. Um, but uh, essentially they decide to help her get to, uh, Hakodate. And it's like, okay, so this is going to be a travel film, right? Like, we're traveling from Tokyo, we're going to make it all the way north to Hokkaido, and that's where the climax of the film is going to be. That's my thinking. That's me thinking this is going to be a oh, good fucking no. movie. Oh, <laughs> no! You thought it was going to make sense? I thought it was going to make sense. I thought there was theming and, and oh, all that. Um, that was your first mistake. <laughs> so, the... Um, 
we cut intermittently to this uh, guy that's in the military uniform. I think he's like supposed to be a Western advisor to the Japanese. I was trying to figure it out because the Japanese like politician characters were like, oh, in our country. Mm -hmm. And then like, I was like, okay, well, the Meiji Restoration is when there were like a lot of like Western military people like starting to come to Japan. Yeah. But like what is he american like I, well well no the answer that we find out later is he's yeah, an he's elf not. <laughs> no he's is he an elf he's an elf he's a member of the the like terrorist organization from right the first but it, does that make him an elf or does that just make him like a magic user i think he's because i don't he's because he's also he never, shows, he never he, shows his ears but he has the same like eye thing he's also I feel like if I feel like this movie is stupid enough that if he were an elf, they would have a big dramatic reveal of his pointy ears because that happens at least two times in this movie already. Now, see, so, I think the opposite is true: is that they would just call him an elf, even though they don't. Uh, anyway, I don't know. But we do Regardless, know. But we do know. Ahead. We do know mm-hmm. that. I mean, first of all, if he's an elf, he might still be an American elf. A. Awesome. But, but B, he was also the uh, Izo's old master. Yes. So, like, is I, I I don't understand where he's supposed to actually be from. He's from the Inferni Homeland. But they're not. <laughs> is that a spe- that they're like that a comes sequence. up? Huh? I'm getting to that. This is more of the reason why this movie is so fucking awful. Okay. <laughs> So, um, but to get to that, we have to get to that. So we don't know much about him at first. He's just kind of shown being behind the scenes, being evil, uh, transparently. And, uh, so the, the two guards and the girl are traveling along the road. Like they're going to go to Hakodate, uh, and they're attacked by the gangster from earlier who now has this like gun set up on his, on his back. He's got like all these guns sticking up and like a weird, like these are supposed to be like flags that you'd have on the back of a samurai yeah. garb. Uh, and he's just like, they, they attack him. They, they run off, they escape, but not without getting wounded. And the girl I think is captured or gets lost or something like that. Yeah. I think she's captured. So um, they, they fall off of a cliff they and fall like off she cliff. doesn't make it all the way down. And the other two characters do. Yeah. She doesn't make it all the way down. So she's captured. Uh, and she then goes li- goes to the Inferni motherfucker, um, but the two the two uh, heroes uh, I guess you can call them loosely uh, are then healed by a centaur, um, which in the first in the first film you only see centaurs in like the background they're traffic cops yeah um, but in this one it's a like a wise man that lives I think in Mount Fuji is like the implications I I, I missed that entirely. <laughs> Uh, the one good line in the film is comes from his mouth, and that's uh, like someone says, "Oh, are you a, a wise man or something like that? Are you a are you a, a sage?" And he's like, yeah. "Oh, if anything, I'm a fool." And it's like that's the one good line this whole movie's got. Um, and like the the voice actor, I tried looking up the cast for this movie, and I mm-hmm. couldn't. Like they there were like the four main characters, yeah, were the only ones who were listed. And I'm like, and it was driving me fucking crazy because I like I recognize that voice actor, but I mm-hmm. don't know from where. Did you stick around through the credits to see? No. Okay, <laughs> don't blame you. Um, 
But anyway, so he heals them and, like, gives them a pep talk, I guess. I don't know. I kind of spaced out because I was too busy focusing on the fact that they lingered on the footage of this horse hooves walking up steps. Do you remember that part? No. The- I do. I know what you're talking about. It was weird. <laughs> it was weird. Why were they doing that? It's just because apparently horses walk up steps weird and they had the footage and they rotoscoped it so that everyone else can see it, too. No, no. Here's here's the choice. Every baffling animation choice that happens in this movie here's the reason why Why? man the lip sync looks terrible let's just not show people's faces while they're talking as much as we can possibly get away with like there are some scenes in this movie where an entire participant in the in a long-running conversation is Mm -hmm. just not shown directly on their face just so that they cannot show the the lip sync. Like, any time they can think they could possibly get away with some, showing something other than, yeah. the, than the face of the character who is talking, they will focus on that, even if it makes no goddamn sense. I think, I think there's, like, a twofold reason for that. Like, I think, one, the rotoscoping they used was fucking awful. And two... I don't even know if this was rotoscoped. If I, like, I... It seems it, it looks, looks that like way to it, me, but it but might just be know. shitty animation. <laughs> but the other reason is that I, from what I looked, it said that when it said I looked in the languages, it said Japanese with English subtitles (parentheses original), but like it just automatically played in English for me when I turned it on. So I'm thinking maybe the it was like originally voice flapped for Japanese, mm. and so like they figured, well, the large audience for this is going to be in America. But like we're for some reason recording this originally in Japanese, and we're just gonna make it suit that. I, that's my guess. That's just Maybe. like I have no ideas. Um. But anyway, so they get a pep talk. They get healed. They go off to try to, I guess, keep on the trail for the girl, even though they don't really know where she might be. Uh, they have a lead that might take them to Yokohama, uh, and so they go on the way there. And on the way there, they happen to run into the twin sister of the dead courtesan she's just there at a shrine i think yeah and um and meanwhile um that's that's what izu izu found finds her raiden finds like the the girl's kimono which was apparently sold to some clothing vendor and he smelled it and it's like hi where'd you get this and he's like oh it's up in that house up on the hill and he's like, thanks. And then we find out that the courtesan and her sister were members of this kind of what? What was it like the the Shield of Light? The shield I think of Light, was... yeah. Um, some kind of organization to fight the Inferni, which is the terrorists from the first film. Um, so the Inferni motherfucker has tricked the girl into basically thinking that, hey, I'm going to take you to Hakodate. I'm going to take you to the land of the elves. And she's like, okay. And uh, gets on a, you know, gets drugged, gets roofied essentially in her tea, uh, and then gets taken to a boat. Um, they try and fail to fight him off. And it's that point that's revealed that this man is the master of Izu. And what you mentioned all is like, who are you? Why are you the master of this guy? What's what the fuck? Um, I'm going to skip ahead just a little bit. They get on a boat to try to chase after this boat that is apparently taking her to, quote, the Inferni homeland. That's what they say. 
Do the do the Inferni have a homeland? Do the elves have a homeland? Is it Hakodate? Do we ever know about this? Why is this a thing that just exists? I don't know. But they catch up on the boat chase. Um, the woman is basically driving the boat and then at that point disappears from the rest of the film. Like the the elf woman that was like so important that we found her. And she's like, oh, she could probably do a whole lot to help for the cause. Yep. No, she's she's just like, they board the ship and we don't see her until like the last scene. No, we, we well, okay, yeah. Well, we do see her say, she shows up and is like, she's a bright, which is a thing that we already knew at that point. <laughs> I guess. Um, but uh, they they board the boat, they attack, they fight, um, and they get they get marked. Like, they get marked big time. Um, and, and the weirdest thing is there. I think the weirdest thing is on the boat, where the gangster from earlier, you know, uh, Raiden's old boss, has like suddenly a has tentacles. Tentacle now. arms. Not explained. Never talked about. Never talked about. It's just, oh, hey, you Not have even tentacles. remarked upon. Like, <laughs> oh, no one comments on it. And it's driving me up the fucking wall. <laughs> was it just, I could always do this? <laughs> like, was this a gift that the Inferni guy gave him? Was this something that he's just always been able to do? Are there, like, octopus people yeah. in this world, too? Yeah, it's just, like, the, the heroes don't even seem surprised <laughs> that it happens. <laughs> just, like... <laughs> the fuck um which just i mean i think we're kind of jumping ahead here a little bit but but this is something that i've been meaning to say like this is literally like the reason why this is so much more intolerable than bright is not just because it looks bad like bright mm -hmm. looked pretty bad mm -hmm. like it looked really kind of low budget for what they were trying to do mm -hmm. but the thing that really like really upset me about this is that bright is shitty urban fantasy where it's like, okay, but you have to actually think about the fact that how did we still get to the, you know, at, at that point, modern 2017 that looks and sounds exactly the same, even though we must have had a completely different world history. Mm -hmm. it, instead of just doing that, which you can just like, you can turn your brain, like if the movie was good, you could probably turn your brain off and forget about that. Mm -hmm. But this movie does something worse, mm -hmm. which is this movie becomes alternate history that turns out to not actually be alternate. Like, yeah. shit's just the same, <laughs> but, like, octopus people are running around. Yeah. No, <laughs> like, it's exactly. This is what we were talking about with Harry Potter in the previous episode, or, or mm -hmm. like, a, a, previous, a previous episode, where it's like, what do we do with the magic? I don't know. Mostly nothing. <laughs> like, <laughs> like when magic happens, it becomes this big ass deal. Mm -hmm. But like most of the time we just pretend that, like that's literally the end of this movie is mm -hmm. like government officials of Meiji Japan are trying to get the, the wand, I guess to like finish the process of the restoration. Right. Like, I don't know enough about, like, this period in history, but it's yeah, basically, so... it's, when they, it's when they transfer from, like, the Shogun being the person really in charge to the Emperor being the person mm -hmm. really in charge. And there's, yeah. like, a series of civil wars that happens over the course of, like, 30 years, right? Yeah. Have yeah. I roughly got the idea? 
Roughly, yeah. There's also a lot of like we're trying to westernize and try right. to, to adopt new culture and such. Which like which was part of like the emperor taking over. Yes. Like that was yeah. like part of the reason like the people who were backing the emperor were the people who wanted more open borders and more western like westernization. Well, kind of. Kind of. Kind okay. of. Like like it's more complicated than that, but that's like the rough strokes of it. Okay, so presumably the the guy the the Japanese government officials are like imperial officials and not like shogunate officials, and it's like, well, if we can get this magic together, like they don't really say this. Like that's another thing that kind of drives me crazy is like mm -hmm. what these guys are and what they want isn't actually yeah. said. Yeah, well, I think from, bas basically, yeah. Go ahead. From from the little that I know of history, I'm just kind of assuming that it's like, all right, well, if we get a bright to work for us and we have a magic wand, mm -hmm. then we can use that power to like unite Japan under the emperor and mm -hmm. like wipe away the last of the shogunate. And their plan is, I, is to work with the Inferni to do that. To like that's that what happen. the Inferni's guy is, is there. It's like, hey, uh, why should we assist you and give you support? It's like, well, if we have a if we have a wand, we can, you know, finish the restoration and uh, what do we have to do? Oh, just leave it all to me. And so they're basically like just putting their trust in him. And it, uh, and it, it goes through <laughs> all of that, right? Yeah. Uh -huh. It goes through like all of this thing. Like this goes through this whole like 80 minute movie mm -hmm. and it gets to the end and it well, shows. It, the girl uses the wand yeah. to, to bring them back from the dead and to kill the Inferni guy. Right. But that, that's not, I mean, that's not the point that I'm, that I'm, that we I'm just skipped over that in I, the talking. I, I know, to, I know. But, the end, but it's, the thing that tries, it's the thing, it's the point that I'm trying to make. Mm -hmm. We go through all this shit. And it gets to the end, and it shows one of those guys, and it's just like, well, I guess we'll just have to do this without the wand, which is what fucking happened in history anyway, so yeah. what was the point of any of that? Yeah. Like, and, yeah. It's alternate history that doesn't have alternate history. It's like yeah. if you did, like, fucking, uh, what's that movie, uh, what's that, what's that Harry Turtledove novel where they, the, uh, where the Romans, like, develop gunpowder in, like, the, 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 in, in like the first century BC or whatever, mm -hmm. like you know the book I'm talking about. I, I do not know that okay. one. No, there, there's a there's a book where it's like, or maybe it's like time travel or something like that. Harry, Harry Turtle Dove just makes me too mad to even read any of his books. That's fair. So. Uh, I think I think you might li actually like the Great War series, but like I I th this there's one book where it's like oh like the Roman legionnaires have like gu guns. Okay, mm -hmm. like like if Harry Turtle Dove was like. Oh, well, we have guns, and then like you get to the climax, and they're just like, let's not use them. Like <laughs> you haven't written alternate history. You just wrote a story that took place in history with extra shit that didn't need to be there. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that, so like, contributed nothing to the actual story. So adding on to that and continuing on with the synopsis, after all of that, the girl is basically adopted by the the Shield of Light. And she, because she has the wand. So the wand has been in Izu's pocket the whole time. And then when he dies, she picks it up, uses it. And then at the very end, she like chucks it in the water. He like chucks it chucks in the water. It, she gives it to him. Mm -hmm. And, and he, he just chucks it, it away. In the water. Yeah. And it's weird because oh, no, that is, oh, okay. I seem to All have right. lost my recording companions. Ah, there you are. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's like, I was thinking back to Bright. And that's exactly the same sentiment at the end of Bright. Well, then that's the other thing about this. Yeah. Is that this is the exact same goddamn Which is story. Basically just the, the thing they say at the end of Bright is fuck magic, man. Yeah. And it's, like, that's the same vibe with this. Like there's. It's not even the same vibe. It's not even the same vibe. It's the exact same goddamn story. You have yeah. a human and an orc. 
uh-huh. teaming up to protect an elf who can use magic. Uh-huh. And she doesn't know she can use magic. And at the end, she uses magic. And she specifically uses magic to bring back the two other protagonists. Mm-hmm. And... And that's like, it. <laughs> and like like in Lindsay Ellis's video, uh, they talk about how the elf in Bright is an adult. But yeah. like in the original script, she was supposed to be a child. Yeah. But like they aged up because they're in like, you know, bra- they're in like uh, bars and, and like br- br- brothels and stuff. And mm-hmm. here they just put her in a brothel anyway, even though she's a child, which... Anime. 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 Um, <laughs> that's why but, it's an anime. That's why it's an anime. <laughs> <laughs> but like, okay, so... There's just like little bits and pieces here and there I want to point at. Like they talk so so Raiden talks about his like backstory and like why he's so quick to trust the elf girl and he says it's because oh well in the lands that I came from the elf girl like was nice to me when no one else was. And it shows a flashback and it's a flashback of what is very clearly like the Swiss Alps. And there's like this little elf girl in like a drindle giving her giving him yeah. like a flower. That's the land he came from, and his name is Raiden, mm-hmm. and he seems to speak perfect Japanese, and he's, what, what, <laughs> where is he from, where are the orcs, where, what's going on? I mean, I've always assumed that with Bright, like, all of these creatures are just existing everywhere, right? Like, right. they don't have a real homeland, it's just that... Oh, there. This is a place where elves can live their right. lives. But like he said, he, he specifically said that like I came to this land from the, my own my old old, old homeland. It and looks like fucking Switzerland. It does. It? That's what I just said. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but you're not listening. That's no, what I'm I just sorry, said. I missed that part. I... Uh, and so it's like he's in Switzerland, and there's an elf girl wearing a drindle giving yeah. him a flower. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's like his name is fucking Raiden. Well, I mean. That might Maybe not be he his changed his name. name. Yeah. Maybe he changed his name. But still, like he seems to speak good enough Japanese despite not being able to read. Um <laughs> so. I mean, in fairness, there are instances of uh in, like a specifically like that that much better anime that we started watching on Netflix and then never finished. What was it called? Right it was um It was the one that was based off of the true story of the Black Samurai. Oh. Oh, Yasuke. Yasuke, yes. Yeah. Um yeah, so the, like there are instances of like shit like that happening. Sure. I, sure. So I I kind of assumed that that was the vibe they were going for that with that character, I, but yes, it's I not guess. explained at all. So mm-hmm. <sighs> Yeah, and apparently like the Inferni was He's his master and like betrayed him, like killed him for some reason because he failed at his task in the restoration, which I think he was like on the Shogun's side. It, it was weird. It is. It is very ill-defined. Like what? <laughs> there's, a, there's a squid man. No explanation. Squid yeah, man. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. It was. <sighs> it was just. It was literally just bright. It was just the story of bright <laughs> again. Yeah. Put in Meiji but J- worse. Japan for some reason. And yeah, worse. Like 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 actually worse because you mm-hmm. didn't have like like at least Will Smith, for all of his faults in that movie, at mm-hmm. least Will Smith is like a charming actor and like sure, fun to sure. watch. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> like, and the guy, you know, Jacoby, like, is likable, I guess. Yeah, like they're right. not I mean the, the voice actors 
aren't like like here there bad. are two things yeah the two things that i found about bright soul samurai that like i can say okay these are like not bad things all right mm-hmm. one the voice acting was not bad it was not bad two the sword fighting choreography was pretty good but well, there wasn't nearly it. enough of it what there wasn't could... nearly enough yeah. of it <laughs> And I mean, again, it, it, the, the choreography was good, but the animation was still dog shit. Like it was. Yeah. Okay. Oh, here's the thing that, that I wanted to bring up. And it's a mm-hmm. very little thing. Are how, we now in spalt potato category? I think we're in spalt potato category. All right. All right. So how the fuck does the orc get onto the boat at the end? Because I know. Okay. I wasn't. I was like, did I miss his weapon? And then suddenly he's there. Yeah. So yeah. So at the end of the movie, they're they're in a boat that's chasing the other boat, and uh-huh. Raiden picks up Izo, and Izo has his sword and Raiden's like club thing, mm-hmm. and Raiden throws him what appears to be a fairly sizable distance from one boat to the other. And uh-huh. it's like, oh shit, Izo's gonna have to take them all on by himself. But then all of a sudden, like, it cuts, and Raiden's there, and I'm like, did I miss something? You missed it too, so that makes me think that they don't actually show how no, he got on the boat. they don't show how he got on the boat. And I was, like, watching that, I was like, oh, he's here now, uh, surely the, the elf girl is gonna show up too, and also, like, unleash havoc. No. That's why I was so surprised that, like, she's just, like, out of the film after that point until the very no, end. No, she does show up though. She what shows does she up, do? She In shows up to say when when um when the uh, girl finds the wand, she shows up it. to say she's a bright. It's and like no shit. She just used the wand. Yeah, which, we've been able to see that she already knew film. that. Like it was yeah. established that she was a bright like the entire time. Like in the other movie, at least, like it wasn't fully confirmed no but like they the also end? have another side character who says because remember that whole conversation that the guy said they throw the crazy guy in the back of the police vehicle oh yeah that guy he's like, hey your friends are bright and like jacoby's just like whatever i'm not gonna say anything and then at the end of the movie will smith's mm-hmm. right so it's like literally beat for beat it's mm-hmm. doing the same things. Okay, I mean, my small potatoes. Oh, sorry. Yeah, okay. I mean, the, the, go- the, I mean, just to kind of get back on what you were just saying about the, the crazy guy, the sword-wielding uh, naked yeah, yeah, man yeah. in the street, it's like, you know, I think his analogy is more close to, like, the centaur, but go off, I guess. Yeah, well, but, like, I'm just saying, like, a random <laughs> side character says, yeah. hey, this person's a bright... Mm-hmm. Woo! Like you know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. it's this idea of if just a lot of plot points being repeated. Yeah. Um, my thing, my small potato. One of my small potatoes about this film is to share all your potatoes. To share them all. Here's my here's Very my bushel of potatoes. Of potatoes. Um, sorry, I had a I had a, a playwriting professor who like had a very prescribed way that we were allowed to do criticism. And like one of the things that he would say is like small potatoes and you got to save it for the end. And so uh-huh. like, anyway, these are my small potatoes, professor. Um, <laughs> but if the, okay. So the film, you guys were talking about the, y'all were talking about the voice acting. Mm-hmm. Um, it does this thing that drives me bananas. Oh yeah. In English voice acting when okay. they do the redub. Mm-hmm. is whenever you have you have people who are speaking in American accents the entire time and it's implied 
through the narrative that they're in fact speaking Japanese, right? Right. Yeah. Why in our year, the year of our Lord 2021, mm-hmm. do people still insist on giving certain characters, usually people who are supposed to be like wise and sagely, broken English? Mm-hmm. It's like they wouldn't be speaking broken Japanese. No. So why are they speaking? This drives me fucking nuts. And it drives and like, me fucking nuts because I'm like, if everybody is supposed to be speaking flawless Japanese, mm-hmm. then like, why do these people have heavily, like, why is there a handful of characters that have- just very heavily accented. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and, and, either make everybody <laughs> like that or make no one like that. Like, I'm Like sorry. the two, I think it's the two government officials that are, are those the two people you're talking about? And they, the centaur too. And the centaur too. Okay. Does it too. So yeah. there's like a couple, like there's a small handful, everybody mm-hmm. else- we assume they're speaking flawless Japanese. We don't hear. We hear American accents. Mm-hmm. And then it's like the three older dudes. It's like they have like these really heavily accented voices. Like, and it's like, why did you make this choice? Stop mm-hmm. making this choice. Like, I guess it was fine. Like either when have- Iro did it in fucking Avatar. But like, we need to end that. Yeah, but that's because that, that voice actor... Voice actor was Japanese. I mean, I'm assuming at least for I didn't I don't remember the the centaur as much because I like kind of zoned out at that part and was just looking at like horse horse feet. <laughs> but um, for at least like the government officials, like it's quite possible they were just like people with Japanese as a first language, and so it's like that's just their normal English accent. But like, why would you cast them in those roles and not in any of the other roles? Especially when there's like plenty of Japanese actors. Japanese American actors who don't have, right? Like George Takei comes to mind mm-hmm. of like actors who just don't have those kinds of accents. And it's just, just like what it implies in the narrative is like, I don't know. It just feels, it's one of those things where it's like, is this racist? Mm-hmm. Cause it just kind of feels racist. Um, I'm like, not that I should be the arbiter of those things. I am, the, like the, the racist prover uh, i know right just been proven racist from the racist prover oh <laughs> uh, community i love that show um give us another potato uh, i'm trying to think of like other potatoes i guess it's like we talked about it being rotoscoped the reason why i don't think it was rotoscoped is because of the fact that like the animation looks like shit i wonder because it was clearly made during the pandemic mm-hmm I wonder if it looks like it was made in quick time on an iPad. Mm. Like, and then I was like, maybe it was made in on an iPad. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm like, this is a great, like there's definitely like times where it's like, did they forget to fill in a background? (laughs) Like all of the trees. It has oh, this weird, yeah. like the trees are terrible. Which is why I got like early 2000s, like cutscene vibes. It made me but, yeah. think of uh, Blue Submarine number six. Have you seen that one, Alex? No, I don't know. Look, that look one. up a trailer and see if, like, if, if I'm crazy. Because I remember watching Blue Submarine number six in like 2000, 2001, and being like, this looks kind of good. But it also looks kind of shitty. Yeah. I don't know. I'm looking at like stills from it and this looks better than bright. Well, I mean the, the, <laughs> the stuff that's actually cell animated, but like the thing that was the big selling point 
was it was like, oh, it's cell animation and 3D animation. The cell animation looks good. Mm-hmm. The 3D animation looks like dog shit. <laughs> okay. So uh, I love that we get like 10 minutes into the movie and we already have like gendered violence against women. Oh yeah. Oh, That's yeah. super fun. Uh, I like that a 12 year old gets roofied. Um, mm. That's great. That's fucking great. Um, like the world building makes no sense. And uh, again, it makes even less sense putting it in a historical right. context. Cause it's like, it's like literally, and nothing was different from actual history. Right. Like, well, oh. then what the fuck was the point? Oh, here's the thing. Sorry. This is one of those oh, things that okay. bothers me too about the bright cinematic universe. Cause that's how we have to talk about it now mm-hmm. is there's a lot of things where they just sort of in the narrative kind of just take for granted that you're supposed to know. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think of like specific examples and I'm drawing a blank and I apologize, but like, I just feel like there's a lot of things where it's like, we're not going to explain this. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did this orc get from orc Switzerland to Japan? It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, you know, why do the oh, dwarves, yeah. why do the dwarves have Scottish accents in the middle of Japan? Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. Like, I don't like, care. Like you like need to they know do this. The, they do the tooth yeah. breaking thing from the first movie. Like you're supposed to remember what that means. Right, right, right. And I'm like, <laughs> and this is not an important, like this is not a cinematic universe. This is mm-hmm. two yeah. really shitty movies. It's there one is- really shitty movie and like a very long, like OAV. Yeah. Like that's, yeah, a- yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it, there's not enough material here for you to be referencing things and just say like, and just assume that your audience knows what you're talking about. Like mm-hmm. nobody went back and watched fucking bright before they watched bright and, samurai soul. And like Alex, at best you went and saw the fucking Lindsay Ellis video the, or you listened to our episode of the podcast. I was on that fucking podcast and I can't fucking remember what the deal was with the <laughs> yeah, thing. That's what I was going to say. The only reason why I even noticed that, as anything other than just a thing that he did to like, oh, this, well, what he says, this symbolizes my vow to, to save the girl or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like the only reason Alex that I, I thought about that at all is because you said, oh, they brought the broken fang thing back. And then when I saw <laughs> it, I'm like, what was the broken fang thing again? <laughs> what was the point of that? I don't remember. Like what, a- it was a bad thing in the mo- in the first movie, wasn't it? Yeah, so it's like, it's the oath breakers thing. So like gangsters, orc gangs that like, if someone is like, suddenly not want to be in the gang anymore, like they break their tooth is like a sign of you've betrayed someone and it's used not to be trusted. And like Jacoby has broken his tooth because he's a cop now. Yeah. You know, because he's, he's a yeah. bootlicker. And so none of the orcs trust him. But um, like, you know, it's it's supposed to be these grand symbolic moments. And if it was mm-hmm. like, you know, something nested in like an MCU movie, mm-hmm. right? Or like, you know, in I'm trying to think of like another example in like Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter or something mm-hmm. where you have like an actual cinematic universe and you have like you know, outside material that you're drawing from. And it's okay to kind of do things that are like, this is a wink and a nod to people who've read the books. But if you haven't read the books, it's not going to add anything. There are no books. 
No. Okay, there is nothing to draw on. We're going to wink and nod so, at the only like, other film in this. Right, series. right, right. It's like we're going to wink and a nod to the six people that watched Bright and remembered it. And it's just like it's just like you're it's it's got this sense of self-importance that it mm-hmm. does not deserve, right? <laughs> no. Because like if you did that, if you did like, you know, in fucking I don't know what are like the Avengers movies where something mm-hmm. happens and you're like, oh, it's the thing, or like Tony Stark's funeral, and you see all of these characters from all of these like previous movies, and you're like, it's that guy, and it's mm-hmm. that guy. There is no, it's that guy. It's fucking bright because it's fucking bright. Okay, <laughs> like you're not a cinematic universe. This is not, and it's yeah. like, and it's not so how you would painful to and watch. And it's not Netflix. how you would like. It's not how you would build a cinematic universe either. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like the if you were to try to build a bright cinematic universe, you wouldn't do like a, a historic like side story. You do like it's in the bright universe, but it's set in an ent- in the same modern world, but it's in an entirely different part of the world. Right, right, right. But, like, if you were gonna do the historic setting like first mm-hmm. of all it shouldn't be the second film you make it should be like <laughs> no. the fifth yeah uh-huh. and second of all it shouldn't be it shouldn't have the same plot beats as the first no. movie yeah. okay so there's something about this movie and the first movie that they both share besides plot and that is pacing so i disagree I, this movie okay. this well okay here's the thing well, Again, uh, let me let me explain okay what i mean by that is that Remember what I said at the beginning, like they, the, the whole plan of the trip is to go to Hokkaido, right? They're leaving Tokyo. They're going to go to Hokkaido. They never leave sight of Mount Fuji. Yeah. Like the movie ends and, and they're like, Mount Fuji in the background. Oh, my God. oh my God. No, the movie ends and they're like, go travel the world, child. And it's like the, the only place she's wanted to go this entire time <laughs> is Hokkaido. They to get to the fireworks factory. <laughs> So, so on that point, like, like you could have, all right, so, so things to make this better other than not make it. Um, and I think I said it with Bright too, like during our podcast, it's like, if this had been A, more fleshed out, B, well thought through and C, like a mini series, yeah. like you would have had yeah. time to like develop these characters and actually tell a compelling story. And develop story. the world. Like and develop the world. I have but, like, seen in, like, like the same four thing. goddamn hours of this world and I have no idea how anything is supposed to work. <laughs> Other so than think, racism, which I already understand. <laughs> so I think the the same kind of idea could be applied to Bright Samurai Soul, where it's like if you bother to take your time and make it into like a twelve episode anime series, like if it was good. Yeah, no, and it's like, clearly trying could... to just be garbage samurai shampoo. Like that's <laughs> well, yeah, that's my thought. It's samurai shampoo, but terrible. <laughs> With orcs. <laughs> God. Uh Oh, anyway, it's so annoying. It's 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 all just so terrible, and it's all so annoying. And thanks, mm-hmm. thanks to the people on the fucking podcast with me that made me fucking watch this. I'm never getting this hour and a half of my life back. Also, I will say, I, I kept thinking when they were bringing up like how how orcs have a strong like sense of smell, and like mm-hmm. how he was trying to like like find the girl's scent. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. it smells like sunflowers. Oh yeah, it's the girl with the samurai that smells like something. Terrible. Uh, Are we done talking about bright? I think I'm. I'm about out of uh, bright. Are we potatoes. done? We're just bright potatoes. <laughs> bright potatoes. <laughs> that should be the n- name of the episode. Is bright potatoes? Uh, it's a yeah. potato bright. It's like a blight, but it's, it's like a, you know, oh, nice. Uh, I like that. 
I, but yeah, and then yeah, and then at the end of the movie, it's like, do we go to Hokkaido? No, we we're gonna, we're gonna go gonna travel the world, go someplace just else. like the courtesan who you knew for ten minutes wanted you to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool, very cool. I love it. I'm so happy. Print it, send it. <laughs> I will say, I feel like it, it did. It dragged less than bright. Uh-huh. How can it? It was eighty minutes. I, I mean, you should spend two days to watch it. But it, well, I was gonna. That was the second part I was gonna say. Is it dragged less than bright? But I enjoyed my experience watching the original Bright more because I and I and it yeah. wasn't that I loved it. It's I had a lot of fun like shitting on it. Mm-hmm. But like this one, I didn't even have fun shitting on it because it was all stuff that I I had said before. <laughs> like there wasn't yeah. really that much new that I could add to it. So I just was kind of like spaced out. I think that the thing that I got, I, the, the one thing that I got was like when the, the courtesan died, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, great. So this is the only character that I have known anything about. Like we were like 20 minutes into the movie. This was the only character who had received any sort of characterization whatsoever. She had goals. Yeah. She She had had goals. She had had character traits. I knew things about her Mm -hmm. and she is unceremoniously killed off. And she also had explosive amnesia. Like, (laughs) like the fact that this was the only character that I knew anything about she didn't know anything about who she was or where she came from. And she is immediately killed. <laughs> yeah. Just like, just, yeah, it's not plot twist is the plot twists are not characterization. I want to know. I desperately need to know who are the people that like are like down with the BCU. Like I want to meet people <laughs> who are like, Don't- no, the Don't bright make that a cinematic thing. universe Don't is like that. the thing that I needed. This is what I've been waiting for. Like, if if you are one of these people, I need you to email us at some nerds have an email at gmail.com. What's that I, email again? Some nerds have an email at gmail.com. Thank you. I need, I I just, I need you. I, I just, I just want to talk. We just want to talk. I, I, <laughs> just just come, want to talk. Don't bring any weapons. We just want to talk. <laughs> Which I like. Like we're cool. We're cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll say this. Uh, it's, I, we- it's weird. Sorry, I'm just looking up the director of this film. Mm-hmm. Um, who is uh, Koyehe uh, Is- Isiaguru? I think I'm butchering that name. Um, but he is apparently like the director of your lion april which was like a what a, yeah <laughs> a, a well-renowned like comedy drama or a rom- romantic comedy uh <laughs> all right i don't know <laughs> so he's like he's got that and like this is the height of his career and then he's got bright soul samurai samurai I, soul I, I, I don't. I, can i can i just say this please uh, so i I think that the idea of a bright cinematic universe is not the worst thing imaginable. Here's why. What's the worst thing imaginable? (laughs) Not that. (laughs) Okay. Like Glenn Youngkin wins the Virginia governor race. Ah, Glenn Youngkin. Glenn Youngkin. Glenn Glenn Youngkin has like a Virginia uh, film studio initiative and they start filming bright in like Richmond. Oh my God. Stop. (laughs) Stop. But but okay. But here's, here's, here's what I'm thinking because bright sucks. Obviously. Mm -hmm. Right. We all know this. Mm -hmm. This one also sucks. 
Mm-hmm. For the same reasons, but also for different reasons. But if someone but- were to do like if you were to get like I'm trying to I, this is this is an extreme example, but I'm gonna say it anyway because it's the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. If you were to get like Martin Scorsese to direct like a touching character portrait of like some magical gangster in this universe. Okay. It like, it would be interesting if you were to just kind of take this premise of like, okay, elves and magic and shit in the real world. You want a taxi driver and orc? I don't know if I want to necessarily taxi driver and orc, but like, but something like that. Might be interesting, to but Martin watch. Scorsese would never do that because he he says no. like this is content. It's not real no, filmmaking. I, I, I agree. I agree. I agree. I there was just like kind of the first thing that came to mind. But I mean, if you were to find, if you were to find the right director and the right script and put it in this universe, I think it could be really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the problem with both of these things is that. They just have the idea of cop drama or samurai movie, but there's elves and they don't like it's middle earth with cursing. Let's go. And they don't do anything to really justify. Like they, they think that that idea is enough to perpetuate the movies. But I, and I, I think that you could take that concept and I think you could tell really interesting stories with it. And that ultimately to me is the really frustrating thing about it mm-hmm. is that you could do something fun with this. It's just that no one's done it yet. And I don't think that they're going to, but I think that it's possible that like the right person, like someone with a really great vision who's like just starting out, like not Martin Scorsese, obviously. The, like you're looking for like the next uh, Lucas in like Lucas's first Star Wars film. Or, or like, like or, or honestly, I'm thinking more like, like a, someone like a, like a Sam Raimi when he was first starting out. Okay. I think could kind of take this concept, just go like fucking wild with it. Mm-hmm. Like what's the craziest shit you can think up? here's a bunch of money from Netflix, go film it. I mm-hmm. think that would be really good. Because um, it is like an interesting concept for a universe. And I yeah. think this is, and we've talked about it in our first episode, and I'm going to say it again here. It's like, it is an interesting concept for a universe. Like this, and setting aside the fact that the racism makes absolutely no sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and setting aside the fact that history does not really. Right, right. <laughs> But like, you know, I I was really intrigued and I think I would have been one of those people had, like you said, hey, bright. I'm like, yeah, you know, it's coming out during Christmas time, during that weird time between because it came out, I think, like on, on Christmas Day or New Year's Day. Like, you know, I was like, I'm fucking hungover from New Year's Eve. Like, I'll spend ten dollars <laughs> and go see bright. Like it, you know what I mean? Like it was one of those things where I'm, and it just, it is just so disappointing. It's so mm-hmm. fucking disappointing. Yeah. But anyway, that anyway. is uh, the BCU. The bright. Please don't cinema. make that a thing. <laughs> <laughs>
It's already on, a thing. Please don't speak those thing. words into existence. Listen, like, listen, girl, it's three movies. Like yeah. we're already there. Yeah. <laughs> like this is happening. So it's I want to point out, like, what? real quick, the reviews that you find if you search "bright samurai soul reviews." There awesome. is, aren't any. There's no Rotten Tomatoes reviews yet because nobody's actually reviewed it yet. So because it, it came out yesterday, it came out yesterday. So get on that. Uh, it got a 1.5 out of five on IndieWire. Uh, a 3.4 nice. out of 5 on Leisure Byte, and a 2.5 out of 5 on Fiction Horizon. But 77% of Google users liked this movie. What? 77% of Google users liked this movie. I mean, who's going to go seek it out? Because, like, we just saw it. I saw it on my thing and sent it to the the, the group chat that we're in. Mm-hmm. And we're like, well, we have to watch this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we and, did. And it wasn't. Like, here's the thing. We went to go open up Netflix. It wasn't on the front page of Netflix. I think it was like Squid Game the first yeah. day and yeah. like Seinfeld the second. <laughs> like they are not pushing this thing at no. all. Not at in the way they all. pushed right. Not in the way they pushed right. No. Well, because the first, like, I think they were just embarrassed by like <laughs> how the first Bright was received. Uh-huh. Um, not embarrassed enough to not make a spinoff in a sequel. I, I feel like that they. I, I think it's a contractual thing, honestly. Like, I feel like it was mostly just like, oh, we said we were going to do all these. And I guess I we still know. are going to make them. But let's I mean, not... enough people watched Bright, like, for, like they got tricked into watching. Right, it, like, like for the same reason said. that we did, right? Yeah, and so, like, they saw that and they're like, well, from a financial perspective, surely what we're doing is a good thing. Despite the fact that you don't get paid for individual, you know, watching of films right. on Netflix, I, I do. I do feel like though they recognize that it might be a case of diminishing returns mm-hmm. because, like, the first one, it was like it was exactly what Elise said, right? Like, like mm-hmm. it was the middle of December. There weren't really that many movies that were like blockbuster movies out in mm-hmm. theaters. Um, everybody already has Netflix and like, this is going to be a big name thing. We got, we we got fucking Will Smith for an exclusive movie. It's going to be this big budget, like fantasy adventure. Like a lot of people would go see that movie. You know what I Mm -hmm. mean? Yeah. Um, but I feel like after the dust kind of settled Mm -hmm. and the verdict was kind of in that, that, that this movie was terrible mm-hmm. i don't feel like no maybe i'm gonna be proven wrong and maybe w- when bright 2 comes out it is gonna get that same ad campaign that the first one got but like this one like we found out about it like a week before it premiered mm-hmm. and that was literally the only ad that i have still seen for it yeah and again like very like like my initial reaction was like, this looks like trash. Let's watch it. And I was right. I, I was wrong about watching it. We shouldn't have watched it. Cause it was, <laughs> it was bad. It was uh-huh. worse. It was worse than bright. Like that's what I keep coming back to is it was exactly the same movie as bright, mm-hmm. but it was not as good. It looked right. worse. It was it less entertaining. Worse. It made less sense. It made less, it made even less sense. <laughs> Like there was a lot of stupid octopus garbage. man. <laughs> was he, was uh, that octopus man? Octopus man. Which again, Sorry, I'm just not going to get over that. 
It could be like that could be a thing that's like, oh yeah, well like the Infernies gave me a few upgrades or something like yeah. that. That's all you have you to do. Could have had like one line or one like cutaway scene. Or no. you know what? If it was the first scene that he was in and you saw, yeah, this guy has like an octopus arm. And then yeah, it's like, be- all right, Magic I Universe, this guy thing. has an octopus arm. We <laughs> saw him three times before. No octopi arm. None. <laughs> what happened? Where did it come from? Uh, how did yeah. he get on the boat? <laughs> That's... That is the part that bothered me the most. Like, I was just okay. like, wait a minute. Where, where did he come from? So both of our most bothered scenes come from the same fight, the last yeah. one. The climax of the film. It just raises too many questions. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right. Worst okay. part of the film for you, Elise? Oh, God. Um... Or most inexplicable part of the film for you? I was weird. The whole scene of like them trying to leave the brothel at the beginning. And it was like the guy who owned it. And then she's like, I'm going to shove this girl in the closet. And then I'm going to go back and get her. I don't know. Oh yeah. No, it was very sporadic and not very well planned. Yeah. Yeah. Like that didn't really make any sense. Mm -hmm. And like, why wouldn't I don't. Cause like at that point it's like, like, the house is on fire. Like, you know, the house is on fire. Why are you putting this girl? Like, I don't know. I don't know that. And then I was like, I was definitely white knuckling it for some like sexual violence, Mm -hmm. which sounds really terrible. And I guess it was nice. They didn't do that. And if I think that's my favorite thing about bright, Samurai sword? Yeah. That there was no explicit sexual violence. Yeah. There was the there was the possibility. They had opportunity. Yeah. They did. And motive. They had an octopus man. In a, yeah. in a brothel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're sleeping on the couch tonight, motherfucker. I swear to God. Maybe that was in like the original cut, and then like, I, no, I, we got to cut that out. We can't have him at the It's an homage that... to the fisherman's wife, Elise. It's a it's a classic piece oh of God. art of Japanese artwork. <laughs> Alright, I think this episode is done. <laughs> I, we were going to talk a little bit about uh, Jenny Nicholson's uh, review of Dear Evan Hansen, but you know what? Just go. There's nothing that we can say about it that she doesn't say yeah. well and better than us. Uh, I mean, so there is other stuff that we've both done, but we could... Sorry. But I don't know. I don't know if I have it in me, and we've already gotten like an hour and a half talking about fucking great Wait, samurai the other thing that we were going to talk about? I don't know what you're going to talk about. I watched uh, the the James Bond movie. Oh shit! Yeah. The newest no, we have yeah. not seen that yet. Have you uh, plans to see it? Maybe. I I don't know. You want to? I, I kind of would like to. The only I, other okay. thing that we watched, uh, we watched the Muppet Haunted Mansion, which was oh yeah, that happened. It was I, fine. I should watch that. I should check that out. Okay. Um, I, I also I also borrowed uh season one of lower decks from the library and then <gasps> forgot to watch it yes so i have that i'm like one day overdue now so i need to watch that soon yeah, i'm not it. gonna be able to do it tomorrow because i'm gonna be editing and uploading this podcast but friday i'll probably be able to, to have a chance to watch it if i can remember 
remind me like yeah. like okay. if you can if you can remember send me a, a message on friday and uh remind me to watch okay. lower decks um all right so we're kind of winding down do we we don't we we we've i think made it longer than bright uh soul Sam- yeah soul. in fact we have yeah <laughs> in fact we have <laughs> So do we have anything else last minute before we call it an episode? I I think I'm done. <laughs> I think All I'm right. just like I think this has broken me. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you. Thank you both for uh for watching. Thank you all for listening. My name is thank Alex. Thank you both for watching. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so weak. Okay. Thank you all for listening. My name is Alex. I'm Nick. I'm Elise. And we've been some nerds of a podcast. You all have a wonderful time. Sometimes Don't watch bright. The shadows and brightness. And darkness oh my god! That yes, that's my last small potato. <laughs> I know we said we were done, but that's my last small potato, which is the speech that Izo Izo makes at the end. And then the light is makes the no fucking sense, and it is full and of cliches. We're, we're being played off by the background music. <laughs> More uh, ranting. <laughs> Go off, I guess. <laughs> oh, good night. Uh, good night, everybody. We're done.